What's going on, everybody? My name is Joe Rico, and I am the host of the Fantasy MLB Today podcast. The reason you guys are hearing this intro, which is slightly different than usual, is because this episode is going to be slightly different than usual. It is one part of the live show that I did today on Tuesday, August 2nd, as part of the Major League Baseball trade deadline coverage that we have going here at Sports Ethos. Broken down into four one-hour episodes because the different panels were on for one hour each. You guys can listen to them here at your leisure or over on the Sports Ethos YouTube channel. Really appreciate you guys leaving a thumbs up over on YouTube, subscribing to the Sports Ethos YouTube channel, and of course, follow, download, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff here at Fantasy MLB Today. I'm over on Twitter at JoeOrico99. All of my fantasy baseball content goes out over there. I really recommend you guys follow everybody that you see listed down in the description for all of these episodes. Really some of the best minds amongst the baseball and fantasy baseball community. So without further ado, let's get started. Let's start to bring in our next group here, the final group of the hour, and we'll start it off with a fellow Sports Ethos member, Stephen Bagel. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm excited for everything that my Phillies are doing today. We are going to bring in a couple more guys now. Justin Mason, Casey Bubba, how are you guys doing? Doing, doing great. Well. Doing great. How are you guys doing? It's been a fun day, man. Uh, we've kind of, I've kind of abandoned form here. We're kind of just, you got a thought, throw it Ooh. out. You know, it's uh, Whit Merrifield just got traded. Whit Merrifield got traded. Oh shit! Okay, so where? All it's all the only report so far is Whit Merrifield has been traded by the Royals. I'm still waiting for the rest. See, we're just free form here. Whenever we hear some news, we'll throw it out there. You guys can feel free to interrupt each other. I think you guys know each other, Bubba and Justin. I don't think you guys are familiar with Steven, though. So he works with me over at Sports Ethos. He does front office work on the basketball side. And he put together what could be considered an article, but it's closer to a manifesto about the baseball trade deadline. He went through every team, did a great piece over there. Steven, did you hit anything right today exactly? Did you peg any trades that were going to go down? Exactly. I hit Benintendi to the Yankees spot on. Um, I, I'm not really going to my own horn on that one because I think that was, assuming his vaccination status, that was a relatively easy call. Um, but, I, I mean, there was a lot of things where I was on. Like I said, the Astros definitely need to get a lefty for the bullpen. You know, they got Will Smith. I said the Braves would need to get another starter, um, you know, to eat innings, given Spencer Strato's not going to be pitching much down the stretch, I'm assuming, given his... You know, um, he, he hasn't pitched many innings in his career. And, yeah, so they, they did get Jake Odorizzi. So things like that, I did say, okay, this team needs this, and they did get that. But, again, it's such a crapshoot trying to figure out exactly who goes where. So We got Kev Masarage on here. We had the real doctor, Mike Carter, on earlier. Now we get the Twitter doctor, the roto-surgeon. <laughs> How you doing, Kev? I'm doing all right. All those years of med school paid off. Um, <laughs> we're here now. We are on the, I mean, MLB trade di- deadline live pod. Uh, there's been a lot of action the last few minutes, actually. Are we going to catch up on all that? Whit, Whit Merrifield to the Blue Jays. Whit Merrifield to my Blue Jays. I hope he's getting the jab. I hate to have him just, you know. He's got to be. I think that's part of the deal. I don't think they're trading for him unless he's getting <laughs> well, that yeah, one. 
because they can they can have unvaccinated players, but their unvaccinated players can't play in the United States. Oh, Similarly, geez. in the same way that right, unvaccinated okay. players who play in the states can't play in Canada, so it'd be a huge deal for him not to be able to play in any away games. So I assume he is gotten or getting vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, seems like a pretty standard procedure about now. I right. can't believe that the Jays went for Whit Merrifield. I've thinking we'd go for a left-handed bat or a starter. I mean, it's kind of well, weird. Kev comes on the sh- Kev comes okay. on the show. You got these bots over here, Kev. They like you. Look at yeah, the really. Those, those are <laughs> did, did Wilson Contreras not get traded? <laughs> I have not seen a Wilson Contreras not. trade at all, and I am baffled. Yeah, we officially I, I, Pablo I, Lopez. Nothing on Pablo. There's no, no trade for the, him. The, yeah, the Marlins said they are not trading Pablo Lopez. Um, so that uh, is um, some someone dating Canadian. He has to get vaccinated just to enter the country. Um, I. Don't believe that's correct in this scenario, Govier. But um, Govier is talking about uh, they have to be vaccinated just to get into the country. Um, that may be true, but I think the rules are if you're unvaccinated and a uh, Toronto player, you can't play anywhere other than Toronto. But um, yeah, I, I mean, that whole thing's a mess. Anyways, uh, my bold prediction is, we'll, and we'll hear hopefully in the next few minutes, um, the Giants traded for Wilson Contreras, uh, oh. and I think that's why they traded away Kirk Casale. Oh, great. Um, that's a perfect trade-off, yeah, totally. Makes total sense. So, I'm hoping yeah, we see got to compete when there's uh, Trey Turner, uh, Freddie Freeman, Juan Soto. Don't, don't be Machado. mad because your when Dodgers all those guys, didn't do anything saying. at the trade deadline. We got Joey for, Gallo, bro. We got they, Joey Gallo. They, act, and they, tra- they traded away team. Jake Lamb. Like that's yeah, a big act, loss to that team. Act, oh, actively no. made their team worse <laughs> by trading away the, Jake Lamb and trading for Joey Gallo. The biggest move the Dodgers can make, I'll just say this before I leave the floor to you guys, is like ILing Max Muncy at that at this point. Like if we IL Max Muncy, this team is going we're winning the World Series. It's a lot. True. Yeah. It's uh historically bad, um, Muncy and Gallo. And so now put them on the same team. Uh, like you can only have one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I well, mean, don't forget you have Bellinger already. Isn't that the same as Gallo? It's a okay. Spider-Man well, meme it, or and something? May, maybe just New York is not a good fit for Gallo. You know, you saw the reports that came out today about just how poorly he was treated was bad. by by New Yorkers to the point where he just didn't want to even leave his home in New York uh, during the season. So, like, maybe he just becomes better escaping New York. And if, if I mean, as much as I give Dodgers fans in the Dodgers crap, I mean, if any team can make a player better, it's probably the Dodgers. And so I hope Gallo is good and goes and signs a deal somewhere other than uh, the Dodgers uh, next year. But uh, it was just, you know, you see the Juan Soto deal happen, you know, with the Padres, you know, getting him for a haul, right? They gave up a lot to get him. But you would think that the Dodgers were going to be ready to kind of answer that. Um, And it doesn't feel like they did. They traded away Jake Lamb. They traded away Mitchell White. Um, and they got Joey Gallo. That feels like a pretty disappointing trade deadline for for what we expect from the Dodgers. What I was thinking yeah. is that the runner, I thought the runner-up offer was going to be, or the runner-up offer for Soto would just be sent over to the Angels, maybe tinkered with a little bit, try and pry Shohei Otani away. I don't think that's going to happen at this point, but I was expecting no. that to happen. Yeah, no. I, I think they'll make a play at him in, in the offseason. I mean, the Angels have to trade Joey Otani. They, unless they can sign him to a long-term deal, which I don't know that they can, considering the other um, you know guys they have under contract on the team, uh, then they have to trade him. And so maybe the Dodgers are saying, hey, you know, we're just going to wait for Otani to be available. We'll go after him in the offseason. Yeah. Gallo will be off the books. Not moving. 
Sorry, uh, not to interrupt you, but Contreras and what Hap, the, apparently. What the hell are the Cubs doing? Cubs were and Rodon Rockies. and Jock. None of this makes sense. Like, if no. the Giants aren't oh. going to try, why keep the guys they're not? I mean, I, yeah, I don't understand that one either. Because the Giants think that they can backdoor their way into the playoffs and the strength of their their rotation. They're only, well, like, it, three games out. Like It took, like, an MVP card. season from Crawford and Posey last year to have the year they had, obviously. And Well, but they're not going to win. I mean, no one expected them to win 107 games. Like, it, they could they could sneak in, grab that last pass. And then we know from 2010, 2012, 2014, the best team doesn't always win the World Series, right? It's the team, No, the but you have to make the playoffs. Really well, there's an like, extra playoff spot this year. There's an extra playoff spot this year, and that's what they're banking on. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I, I they should have traded probably... Rodon. I wanted to trade Rodon. That you think Rodon opts out? He's gonna opt out if he if he stays healthy this year. He's opting out, so that's why they yeah, should trade him. That's why I, I was like, trade him now, get what you can get. If you want, if you like him so much, sign him again. But he's not coming back without another deal. Another guy not on the move today is Martin Perez. He will not be uh, leaving Texas. I They're gonna resign him to a long term deal. That's I mean, That'd so be wild. what is? Like there are certain teams where you go, okay, this makes sense, right? Like what the Padres are doing makes sense. What the, not you, know, you the may not, Sox, you may not like what the Nationals are doing, but it makes sense, right? Mm. Um, then you get to teams like the Red Sox yeah. um, that you're like, what are you doing? Like, 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 does any can anybody make sense of this at all? Like, they, I have they no legal, clue. They legalized, they legalized marijuana up there, so the contact high is pretty rich. You can tell Chain yeah. Williams having some fun. He just, it's, he's lost. It looks like to me. He's getting a bunch of uh, well, I guess uh, Hosmer and Fam they can fight Voight together. Like Voight went there. <laughs> never mind. No, Voight's in freaking Washington. Voight should whoop Hosmer's butt. Like he should be whooping his ass next time he sees him. <laughs> Why wasn't really. Nelson Cruz traded? Yeah, what I don't get that on one either. There? Uh, what is the point? What is the point of any of this? Maybe nobody wanted him. Uh, that's hard to. He's been fine. Like he's been yeah, solid. Like, I feel like someone would take him. Even he's also forty something. He can only DH. Yeah, but even everyone's just as a got a DH. <laughs> Everyone has one. I know. Even just as a bench piece. I mean, the, most of the playoff teams do not need a DH only bat. They need a guy who can play in the field. Um, and yeah. so, like, I mean, I agree. I think they should have. They should have moved him. But like. I, yeah, there's just some teams that just boggle your mind on like what the hell they're doing. You'd, right ha- you'd have to think if the Nats weren't in the same division as the Mets, Cruz might go to the Mets because that whole Darren Ruff deal was just a platoon at DH with uh, with Vogelbach. So Cruz would have been a great fit there. What were the Mets doing? The Mets that was, like that was a great richest, move for the Giants. This is even the a home richest team me, now, like in move. baseball, in terms of their ownership. Um, and their big move is Darren Ruff, which they way overpaid for. Like, yeah, like what? I don't get it. Another trade that's trading Montgomery ooh, ooh. is still yeah. here. Russell Iglesias goes from the Angels to the Braves. Wow, that's Chavez and Taco Davidson. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. So wow. Kenley and Rysel now? Yeah, yeah I guess he's replacing the Will Smith role. Yeah, from the other side. That is, is a massive. That's a, I mean, that is a massive deal for fantasy because wow. whether or not you have Iglesias or you have Jansen, whoever ends up it's losing true. that role, you just lost. Like, I mean, for, Iglesias was my third round pick yeah, in you lost, one of my you lost main events. Elite, elite closer. Yeah, you just yeah. lost your main source of saves potentially um, wow. with either Iglesias or uh, or Jansen. Like, that's um, that's massive. And potentially uh, both of them, if they platoon, then they both would become. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. close to worthless. Maybe not worthless, but much less valuable if they do. Because the thing a, with a Kenley, split. if you go back with the Dodgers, is like they've kind of lessened his workload. Like they were lessening his workload as the season went on. I feel like it would make sense to keep giving Ryasel saves, but I mean, this nerfs them both. If that's you know even a sixty forty in favor of Kenley or something like so now, it's, they, now it's Ryan to Paris season in, in Anaheim, the, Aaron loop. The Braves <laughs> must be God. taking on that entire Iglesias contract has to be. Re, for that return. return has to be. Is yeah. Jesse Chavez and yeah. Tucker, Tucker Davidson. Davidson. Yeah. It's definitely wow. they're, they're eating that money. That, that, I mean, maybe that's a sign that they want to sign Shohei long-term and they go in order to do that. We got to cut costs. Yeah. But Shohei um, might want to see what a postseason game looks like. So it's probably not what they do. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh man, that's brutal, dude. JD so, Martinez is still a Red Sox. Well, um, hey, that that trade just came in, so we might have a few more to come. Let's just pray that Wilson Contreras uh, went somewhere. JD, and JD Martinez is still is on the field currently in Houston. So I think so was funny. Christian Vasquez last night. So let's not get too excited. <laughs> Poor <there>. guy, <laughs> dude. Poor guy. Like that just, was a rough one. The PR oh, team man. pulling him away from the media. <laughs> Do you hear what JD Martinez said? He's like, before he went out to the field, he was in our meeting knowing how yeah. he attacked the batter. So he knew the whole game plan for the entire game. And for then the they trade him. So he just crosses it over and like, hey, you guys want to know how they're going to pitch to you tonight? I got everything right oh now. My God. That's funny. I will That's say that, a, that, that is a different way to actively tank right now, right? Yeah. Like, here, we're just going to give you the guy we've game planned for our series against you. So that way you could sweep us in, in your own bark. Like, just unreal. I will say that Alex yeah. Anthopoulos continues to be one of the Amazing. best GMs in all of baseball. I can't believe that he left the Blue Jays, man. He's Canadian. He left the Jays right when we were pretty successful. Kills, man. Guy knows what he's doing. Nothing else really coming through here. I was thinking right when six hit, we'd get a bunch of news. I figured we'd see some Red Sox trades, whether it be well, Evaldi the, or Bogart. The Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader deal. Jordan Montgomery. That's, that's a weird one, especially because – you would think if that deal is going through for the Yankees, then they're getting another pitcher back somewhere else. And well, they said they already wanted pitching before they even made that move. Yeah. Like, that's why it's even crazier. So I thought Pablo Lopez. I thought Pablo Lopez was going to have right after that move happened. That's like Kev said. The Mar- the Marlins said he's not moving. Like right away. Yeah. So it was a double whammy right out the gate. I'm just so confused at some of these trades. Like uh, Sporer just said, it's like Kimbrel going to the White Sox last year for. Um, with mm-hmm. him and Hendricks, with uh, yeah. the Angels getting trading Rysel for, and Kenley, I, I just don't. Well, I guess they this know for doesn't the work usually. They know for the postseason, you need all the depth you can get in that bullpen. They just did it once; they need it again. Their, their starters don't go that deep outside of like one or two of them. So you get yeah. two two horses like that in the back. And Iglesias can go more than one inning. He showed that with the Reds. Um, I think that's my guess is what they're doing. And if with Kenley's concerns, you have a backup plan. Like they they yeah, want I to go and do it. It's a backup that's plan that's been there. Like. Yeah. yeah, it feels like, you know, with Kenley's, you know, reoccurring heart issues, um, you know, he's had moments where he's looked like dog, you know, crap this year. Yeah. Um, and other and moments got, where he's got the fine, money. you know. They got um, the money, so screw it. Apparently, you J.D. Know. Martinez is staying with Boston. No move will be coming in, according to John Heyman. Wow. Amazing. Wow. I wow. think that's – I mean, they've been grabbing guys, Fam, Hosmer, not that they're the best in the world, but they're not – selling but they're retooling it's like a weird thing they're doing with the team well story's not coming back this year i imagine no no i don't think so and xander came out and said uh he's all after they traded christian vasquez i thought we were selling i have no idea what my team's doing right now yeah that's what i said in an interview he's like i have no idea what we're doing i mean i kind of get it i think what they're doing is they are you know getting rid of um assets that they're not going to be able to keep and then getting assets 
that they either can try to flip later or um, have for cheap. I mean, Hosmer deal, they're pretty much getting him for league minimum salary. The, the Padres are paying $44 million of that remaining deal. So, like, they're getting a league average good defensive first baseman um, for, for free. Uh, yeah. Right. So like that helps them payroll wise open up maybe for next free agency. Uh, yeah. It still seems weird because like they're right in the heat of a wild card race. Uh, and you would think that they would be trying to make their team actively better and not just actively different. Um, yeah, Heyman just tweeted Contreras and Hap stay with the Cubs. Unbelievable. And Atlanta's picking up the entire contract for Rosario Iglesias. So yeah, they had to be. Yeah, yeah. that was a weird tr- like Tucker Davidson and uh, Jesse, yeah, Chavez. Jesse Chavez. That's yeah, that's just and stuff. A bucket that, yeah, of balls would have been worth more money. That's a yeah, six starter and a decent reliever in Chavez, but like like Davidson's still just a two pitch guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'll probably be in the rotation for the uh, Angels, but that's just because the Angels' rotation isn't very good. Um, like. So. You gotta shut down Shohei. Like, it, not to say they are, but what's the point of playing him? Yeah, like, why you're waste wasting him now? your best asset every time he goes out? Back to back MVPs, basically. No, go ahead, Justin. Oh, I mean, I was just say like the only re- way you're selling tickets rest of the way is if Shohei is every you know sixth day when Shohei is yeah. you know the pitcher. Like that's, I mean, they're literally like you know playing guys like. Louis Ringifo, like, he's good. Yeah, not as a major league cleanup hitter or, or number three hitter. Like, my fantasy insane. team is very happy with Louis Ringifo right now. My yeah, sure. Teamers, he's carrying my average. Yeah, but like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, this is a team that has had two generational talents at the height of their peaks of their careers. Um, and they're not going to see a playoff like that's that's unreal and and they're not not because they've been cheap they have legitimately spent a lot of money on other guys and still cannot seemingly get it done um like how anybody in those front in that front office still has a job at this point is beyond me is there another pro sports comp for a team having the two best players probably in the sport and being this poor for so long Oh, that's a good one. Oh man, probably like maybe, not. I like mean, if you take the Detroit Lions, oh, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder when they had like Kevin yeah, Durant and Westbrook. That, yeah, that's and a good one. James Harden, Harden and they didn't yeah. win shit. But I mean, but they, they, at they least still made the, made the playoffs. Like, yeah, like yeah. we're talking about it. Yeah, but the about... NBA over half the league makes the freaking playoffs. <laughs> that's true. But that was before. <laughs> that was before. Fourteen that was before. of. 30 teams are making the playoffs this year. Yeah, there's no That's, that's the first time. That's the first time. Now we're getting closer. Fangrass is officially down. The trade deadline has yeah, broken. Yeah, mine just Fangrass. updated it. It was yeah. crashed for a while. It just updated. I can't look up Yadiel Sanchez stats, so I'm screwed. No! I have I think you'll be okay. You'll be all right. But I really do like the <laughs> Phillies getting Syndergaard because he's looked a little better. Oh, yeah. um, they only gave up Moniak and Yadiel. I don't really know much about Yadiel. Excuse oh, me, but. Breaking news. Austin Romine traded to the Reds. Okay, as you guys were. Let's wasn't he go. Traded, wasn't he traded earlier? Is this like a second trade? That was Kirk Casale. That was Kirk Casale oh, earlier. Wrong yeah. jag catcher. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, at least least Romine. I don't think is on the IL. Casale is still on the IL. He had surgery. Like that's an amazing trade right there. Yeah. Is there any trades that kind of flew under the radar today that you guys are really liking for either fantasy or for real life? Something that wasn't really talked about so much, but that you guys are really in on. I'm, Let's start with you, Justin. 
kind of undershadowed, and this is what I've been talking about for the last you know month or so. A uh, Tyler Molly getting moved out of Cincinnati. I mean, this is yeah, a guy sure. who has been absolutely atrocious in that Great America Small Park, um, and now he gets to move out to kind of a neutral stadium in Minnesota um, on a team that you know should use him pretty appropriately. Has a good bullpen, so it means they'll close out uh, the games for him. Um, but also doesn't move to like a bad division. He didn't move to like the AL East or anything or the NL West or the NL West, like where he might get beaten up. I mean, he's going up against like some real bottom feeder teams, right? A Royals team that just traded away their heart and soul. Uh, you know, the White Sox have not been the team we thought they were going to be. The Guardians had to just send down Fran Mill Reyes. Uh, and the Tigers may be the most disappointing team in the last decade, a team, you know, that went out and spent a bunch of money, thought they were going to be on the rise and have been just been atrocious. So like Tyler Molly, I think is like the big winner um, that nobody's talking about at the trade deadline right now because of other flashier moves. Um, I love this for his value. I went out and traded for him in a number of leagues about, you know, in the last two weeks, just on the hope that he got traded out of Cincinnati. And it finally happened. Steven, yeah. is there something that kind of flew under the radar today that you're liking for either for fantasy or maybe for your Phillies, anything in particular? Yeah, so I, I'm a little – I'm not the most prospect-savvy guy. I just, you know, for my dynasty baseball leagues, I'm relative with, like, the top prospects. Um, what's going on with Jordan Groshans? Because I thought that was a really good pickup by the Mullins. Yeah, he's kind of – I don't know, speaking as a Jays fan, a couple of years ago we thought he was going to be hot shit and then – no power there. We're kind of taken care of in the infield. So they were all right to move on from him. Uh, I don't think Cross even had him in his top 500 prospect or in his top yeah. 500 dynasty rankings. So, like, that should tell you something right yeah, there. He, I mean, a lot a lot of his hype had come from his draft stock. Like, he was a really, yeah. really high. Yeah, really like the top pick. yeah and yeah. so people really like – and they're like, oh, it's going to Toronto. That's a really good fit. Um, but he's really struggled to make contact, show power at the major league uh, – or in – the uh, low and high minors, and um, I think he'll be a serviceable player at some point. Yeah. But like, I don't think he's going to ever turn into the star that I think people thought um, he was going to be. He has hit better in AAA this year, sixteen percent strikeout rate. Yeah, um, I mean, twelve point five percent walk rate too. He's like, he has good plate discipline. I think he just one has to come home run. The power. Yeah, there's one no power run. there. Yeah. Um, I, I think like, I think at best he's probably like, um, David you know, Epstein. a league average. Bat. I was gonna say like a Joe Creedy type guy, like, yeah. like you know, he played, yeah, right, you like that, um, you know, like a guy who like plays pretty decent def, like decent defense. Um, he's not actively gonna hurt a major league team, but like you're never going to want to draft him in fantasy other than like the deepest of leagues where he may just accumulate if he's playing every day. Toronto's been weird. Speaking of like middle infield, like Austin Martin top pick, they traded away. To, I mean, I think that was the Jose Barrios deal, if yeah. I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. Groshans, like both these guys, they're like, oh, we have a log jam with like Bo Bichette and him and then Guriel or Bichette. And like, aside from Bichette, like none of these guys have really been anything. And it's weird, like their developmental system right now. Yeah, I think they're well, not worried. Sorry, go ahead, Justin. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, they needed like what they traded for Groshans. Like, I know it's not. Like any or you know, God for groceries. Like, it's it's not like anything that is like magical, but they needed bullpen help, right? Yeah. Um, especially if they weren't going to get like a frontier arm in the rotation to be able to move a guy like Stripling or Kikuchi back into the bullpen. Like they needed to kind of give these guys um, some ability to do you know five inning outings and kind of save them for the postseason uh, a little bit. So like 
yeah, Anthony Bass and Zach Pop aren't like, you know, world beaters. They're not the guys who are going to, you know, be the, like the big names at the back of your bullpen. But Bass has been pretty good uh, this year. He's healthy. Pop is, you know, fine. Like, and I think, you know, to, you know, get rid of a guy who, like, where are they ever going to play Groshans? They've got Bichette at short, you know, like, like I don't think that he's going to ever figure in their plans anyway. So might as well get something now that might help you in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, speaking of the Phillies, though, going back to uh, Steven's point, I think Marsh is a really good grab, at least for fantasy, because that's yeah, a massive mark for him as a Phillies fan. Yeah, because he's barreling like the shit out of the ball and like on contact, he rakes, but it's just making contact is obviously the big problem. But I mean, plus defense, they've needed that in the center field. I think, you know, that's a low key great pickup along with Cindergard and all that. I mean, not to say Phillies are going to win the division, but uh, Harper back, Segura back soon. The team could be really good in like two, three weeks. What about you, Bubba? Anything kind of fly under the radar that you're really big on today? I don't know if it's completely under the radar because once or once Soto was the deal. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> piggybacking on what Justin said with um, the Twins, just their total day uh, between Molle getting Jorge Lopez and even Michael Fulmer to just strengthen the bullpen that's you know had its ups and downs. Uh, that division is top heavy with the Twins and the Tigers and the or the Twins, the Guardians and the White Sox all together. Twins are the only one doing anything. They're the only one making yeah. moves, and so. It, they might not be the flashiest of moves, but getting a Molly, getting that back end bullpen help to go with Duran, like that's a that's a pretty good haul if they want to try to find their way in the postseason. Now, do they have what it takes in the postseason? They haven't before, but they can at least probably get to the dance now, knowing uh, they made a few moves while everyone stood on their their hands, basically. So, well, I like what the Twins did. And the underrated part of that too is I think all of those guys that have a double check um, on Fulmer, but I know Molly and Lopez, they're signed for more than one year. Yeah, like, I don't so think Fulmer like, is, but yeah, the other, yeah, the other two for sure. You know, so they get these guys for multiple seasons on top of getting them mm-hmm. for their push next year. Like, you know, if they get Maeda back healthy next year, um, you know, uh, healthy Bailey Ober, like that's a pretty good rotation now with Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan, Tyler Molly, like to like set you up, especially if Correa opts out. Now they can go and maybe spread that Correa money. Um, around to like two or three guys where Correa stays and you still got Correa in the middle of that lineup. So yep. um, twins are uh, sneakily like, um, and without having to break their minor league systems or the bank, like they're, they're putting together a pretty good roster. Yep. I was almost more surprised by some of the trades that didn't get done than what did get done. Wilson Contreras. I thought he was gone for sure. The guys in Oakland, Murphy and Loriano for sure. I thought he was gone. Martin Perez. I'm just, I don't know why these teams held on to certain players, especially Oakland. What is Oakland building towards? A relocation. That's what they're building towards. I don't, I don't understand it. I regret I, picking up Seth Brown. Oh. Yeah. I, I made the joke uh, a couple times um, uh, over the last uh, 24 hours that the, the, the Oakland A's were going to um, trade anything that wasn't nailed down. And the only reason they wouldn't trail the stuff that's nailed down is because they were too cheap to pay for a general contractor to bring up the mails. Uh, <laughs> I just, I mean, why they did like, I know that they still have control on Ramon Laureano and Murphy, and maybe they'll try to trade them, you know, in the off season. Uh, but like, it maybe, you know, maybe with some of the early catcher deals, you know, with, Vasquez kind of randomly entering the trade market, the Giants being willing to trade Casali. Maybe there just wasn't the market for catchers that we thought there was going to be. Uh, and that's why, you know, the Cubs went, we just maybe just hold on to Wilson Contreras and maybe we see if we can try to work out a long-term deal with uh, 
uh, him instead of instead of moving him or at least get the pick for the qualifying offer. Um, you know, I can understand that. I guess maybe like the whole market kind of fell apart and all the contenders are like, I we don't really need it. I I can't imagine a guy like Wilson Contreras didn't have suitors. I mean, like I don't care how good your catching situation. It Sean Murphy, made, both yeah, these it, guys. It can be be made better by these guys. Like even like the Yankees. Like Jose Trevino has been great. Yeah, he was an All Star, but you're not telling me Wilson Contreras doesn't make your team that much better. Like, I'm sorry, it do- it absolutely does. Like you know, um, I you know the the Padres who just went all in. Like you can't tell me that Wilson Contreras or uh, Murphy doesn't make your catching situation better with Austin Nola as your main guy and Jorge Alfaro as your as your second. Like. Um, I, I don't understand like how neither of these guys or like some of these other guys that Joe you're mentioning, like Martin Perez. Like I understand that the Rangers want to assign him to a long-term deal. You can do that in the off season. Like you can trade him away and still sign him back um, later, like get something now to help rebuild this club that while it is definitely on the rise and getting better with the additions they've made still has a crap ton of holes. Like it just does like, um, I, I mean, you saw the Giants, like, they traded Trevor Rosenthal, who they signed, like, two weeks ago. Like, I don't understand why, like, teams are holding on to these other guys that, you know, clearly have a lot of value on the market. A lot of stuff that I don't really understand. One more thing coming in here. Now, it's Bob Nightingale. I do have to preface every Nightingale tweet with the boob. fact that it is, it is boob. Apparently, the Padres are picking up the entirety of what's left on Eric Hosmer's contract, $44 million. Yeah, it's impressive. Seems a little... They really don't like him. That's all I could tell. Well, I mean, you you literally tried to trade him away to another team, and he tried to torpedo the deal. Like you had to know, like there was no way he would. And, and he would, the only reason, like he was rationally still on this roster to begin with, was because he's a clubhouse guy, right? And now you've just tried to trade this guy away. Um, like I mean, you don't want that guy in your clubhouse. Uh, you know, so like I totally get it. Um, and they got what Jay Groom back in the deal. And, and, you know? Yeah, former uh, type, what twelfth overall pick or something. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, not a joke. So like you know, he's dealt with a lot of health issues over the years. So who knows what he'll end up being? But like, it's an interesting prospect. They were gonna end up having to DFA him anyway. Uh, you know, um, Hosmer if if he didn't, you know, if they couldn't find a trade partner. Um, I just don't understand. Like, yeah, I get why. You know, and I already said why. Like, you know. Boston makes that deal, but like, why does Boston need that? Like, like I guess he's free. You know, all well, you have to do is trade away a prospect. Plays, but... plays good defense. They need a, a regular first baseman. Over they got Cassis coming up. Though. Well, I agree. Like, I agree with that. That's the surprising part. But over Dahlback makes sense. Um, it's 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 a weird move. That's for sure. I'm not going to knock that at all. I, you got to wonder if yeah. if uh, if Hosmer gets moved in the offseason. Like if he just yeah. he gets moved to a different team. He's free, I don't know like is, is going to be up there like soon. Not to, not this year, but he'll be the guy like by next I, year. I yeah, I, I think he I think he's competing. You know, either out of spring training, training or yep. one of the mm-hmm. first wave of call ups. You know, Definitely. in early May. Definitely. So. You know what I don't get though with Martin Perez? Why would they want to re-sign him? Like, do they think that this is going to be what he does every year now? Like, he's never been anywhere near this good. Like, I don't think that they can expect that. Though this is just Martin Perez now. We signed him for five years. He's going to give us five years of a roughly a three ERA. Like he's never been even like a sub four point five ERA guy. I, I don't know. I don't really get it. He gets a lot of speed. yeah, yeah. Sorry, added, vo- added velocity this year um, has done a really good job of kind of living on the edges 
uh, that park is perfect for him. Like, is he going to continue to do what he's doing at the level? No, I don't. Th- and, but I don't think they're expecting him to necessarily. Um, but uh, he, you know, he's healthy, which is huge. He can probably give you 180, you know, decent innings, which, you know, is an it's underrated hard to find part. These days. Hard to Especially find these days. when you're an organization like Texas that has not been able to, to you know, really develop pitching prospects. When you throw Spencer uh, Howard every fifth day, Martin Perez looks pretty great. How dare you speak yeah. ill of my boy Spencer Howard? <laughs> will still gotta, be a star at some point. Yeah, gotta think maybe John Gray's injury played a part. They're like, we can't yeah. just throw nobody's out yeah. there. I don't know. Like, I w- I would have traded him anyway. I'm not a GM. Um, it's just a very like long view. Like they have Seager and Simeon and Low. Like they have guys, Adolis Garcia. They have really good pieces. They're just a very in an odd space. So maybe they think they could compete next year and re-signing a guy they have in-house makes more sense than bringing someone in because they, I don't know. Like, that's just my guess, but I still would have traded him. So How 100%. serious is the is the gray stuff? Is the gray, I know you left yesterday. or maybe, uh, uh, he's, I think grade one oblique is what I think I saw. Oh, um, um, so that's like, crazy. you know, that's like four to six weeks. But at this point, like four to six weeks, it's the season. That's the that, season could end, yeah. that could end your season, especially the fantasy season not, for sure. Yeah, they, they've got him signed long term. Like they don't want to, you know, risk him doing anything. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's done for the year, or maybe he comes back just to throw some innings at the end of the year. Fantasy wise, in redraft, like he's droppable. Um, you know, if if you can't roster him on your IL or something like that. Um, but I, part of me understands what they're doing at the same time, like. Like I kind of said with other guys, like you can sign Martin Perez, you know, in for agency at the end of the year. Like, I mean, if 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 you really want him to be back, you tell him, hey, listen, we got to trade you so we can get some value from you. But when, you know, free agency opens, you're going to be a priority for us. We want you to come back. We really like you. And guys do that all the time. Look at a role with Chapman, right? Like he, you know, got traded and then signed right back. So um, I I. I'm surprised that they didn't try to get any added value, but I mean, this is also a Rangers team that clearly doesn't know what they're doing. Like, no. I mean, I mean, so as much money as I spent on Seager and Simeon, they have no idea what they're doing. I think the last two years, especially we've seen the real differences in front offices that know what they're doing and don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like they're just kind of making it up as they go along. Um, and the Rangers fall into that, just kind of making it up group they are weird because they're like eight games out of a wild card but they have a plus run differential and not to say that's the be-all end-all but it's it's like a bad team but i don't think they're as bad as the record makes them out to be for sure and i mean they could still compete with this roster to a certain degree even with losing um what's it called i mean they lost a rotation i'm not a rotation uh no they're getting barlow back i don't know it's a weird team like they have okay pieces like their relievers are okay their starters are bad but the hitters are good it's like they can't completely tank either. That's the thing. Like you can't shut all these guys down or are completely healthy. I'm trying to see if there's anything else trickling in. Not really. I think we'll probably see one or two more deals, but for the most part, I think the major stuff is done. Yeah. Maybe we'll take a pause here and think about Jacob deGrom for one second. He'll be back tonight facing what is at best a triple A quality lineup against the nationals. I asked the previous group who was on uh, from the previous hour, if they thought that you should trade Jacob DeGrom right now or maybe tomorrow morning after what will likely be a strong start against the Nationals, are you guys holding out hope that he can pitch 10 times and have some fantasy relevance, or would you be trying to get as much as you can for him right now? I'd trade him. Yeah? 
But then again, if you if you held if you held them this long, it's hard to trade them. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to just roll with it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I yeah, don't know that this long. he could he could go out and throw a perfect game tonight, and <laughs> people are still gonna be like, "Well, the Nationals without Soto and Bell, right?" Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and everybody like no one's gonna give you the value. Like you, that's the you, kicker. You, you've already lost your you know sunk cost, right? Like you've already lost that value from where you drafted him. It was a mistake, a mistake you could have avoided, you should have avoided, and a mistake, right? But at this point, like he has the potential. If we were starting from scratch, right? Everybody's got a clean state. He has the potential to be the best overall player in fantasy rest of the way. I want that on my team. Like you know, is he going to stay healthy for ten starts? I don't know. I don't know if he will. Um, I hope he does because I love Jacob DeGrom and I want to see him uh, be successful. But, like, I think you just have to ride with it because I, I don't want to sell him for, you know, 75 or 50% of the value he's worth rest of the way because then I'm only cashing in potentially on, you know, you know one-sixth of the value that I drafted him for. So, like, I think you have to roll with him. I mean, to Justin's point, yes, uh, you might not get that value, but I got a question in like a Reddit AMA I did yesterday. It was like, should I deal DeGrom for uh, someone's offering me Schwarber or Alonzo? I'm like, yes, you do that. Like, yeah. without even thinking twice. Like, if someone's if offering you... need the you, hitting, I, I get it. I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even need the hitting. If someone's offering you a top 50 piece right now, top 25, those two players, absolutely you take that. But you don't sell just to sell. I think the Mets going forward, knowing that DeGrom is going to opt out is going, they're just going to let him pitch. I don't think they're going to worry about minor aches and pains because he might not be a Met come next season. So there's that, but there's also his UCL is still torn. He's coming off a serious shoulder injury and he, he's had issues throwing with velocity. So if he's throwing 95, he's not going to be the the same DeGrom that was sub two ERA. And there's still an issue that he might just be out. So, there's a lot of things to weigh. If someone's offering you like a top 50 player, you take that without second thought. If he has a good start, you're still not getting the offers. You just hold. So it really depends on what you're getting here. Yep. Steven, 100%. what are you thinking uh, in a vacuum? Are you in on DeGrom or are you out for the last six weeks or so here? I don't know. I had DeGrom in a couple leagues and I sold over the offseason, which before he had another setback. I just – the guy's so good. And as Justin said, he could literally be the best player in fantasy baseball. But – I think at this point, I really need to see it in order to, um, you know, really buy back in. Yeah, I think in a dynasty perspective, I'm not sure where he would currently fit in dynasty rankings. But assuming we are in a format like that and this isn't redraft, what would you be aiming for in like a keeper or a dynasty uh, situation right now? What did you trade him for? What did, what were you able to get back for him? There's – I. First, I acquired him in towards the trade deadline last year before he, you know, started having UCL concerns and all that. This is one of the biggest trades that I ever regret making. I got to Grom, and again, this is a 16-team. It's a keeper salary cap league. I basically traded DeGrom, or I traded for DeGrom. I traded Julio Rodriguez, who was like seven or eight million. So I was going to go by 10 points up, he's going to be nine. And it gets worse. I gave up Bobby Witt as well. Oh, no. So again, (laughs) I don't make trades like that often. I think I panicked when I saw Jared Kalanick come up at the end of last year and saw how bad he was. So I said, okay, prospects, they're a crapshoot. You don't know who's going to be good, who's not. So I did that, but then I kind of remedied the situation. I flipped a Grom 
for Shane Balls and Aaron Nola, both the keepable prices. So obviously, I'd rather have Julio and Wit. Yeah, but I'd rather have Julio or Wit. Not yeah. even yeah. Like, yeah. like give you one or yeah. the other. You're uh, sorry, man. Back, that's that's yeah. rough. But yeah, the guy who I traded to Grom traded to Grom too. I have Corbin Carroll, and he said, "Oh, I'll flip to Grom for Carroll." I said, "Nope, I'm not making that mistake again. I'm not doing it." So. I like right now, would you guys yeah. trade? You guys would trade Degrom for Corbin Carroll right now, or what? What do you think? Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I don't know. In a dynasty, I could see the argument for it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't trust Degrom for much longer. I just don't. Yeah, I, I think I, don't, I, I think I might a, see that. I think a serious surgery is coming up one of these days. Yeah, and, I do. I pushed all my chips in for a championship, and really, you know, yeah, that's what you got to do to fly fly yeah. forever. But uh, yeah. You bought him at an all time. You bought him at an all time high. No, no one remembers who finished thirteenth with the best farm system, but everybody will remember that I won because I will never let them forget. Flag fly yeah. forever, baby. So, um, I, I have a serious question though because we've been talking about all this baseball stuff, but there's some sort of like um, demonic fan behind Kev right now, and I really oh, don't yeah, understand. What's going on uh, there? It's my, that... sc- it's my scissor fan. I love that. Okay, because I could only see I'll like half of the blades. No, no, no. It's fine. No, you don't have to turn it off. Yeah, yeah. Turn it off. I got, I got my fan on. I got um, a fan on here too. Yeah. I, I could yeah, only see hot, half man. the blades, and they're going yeah, in hot. opposite directions. You. And I just was, I was a little afraid for Kev's safety. Yeah, just like that. Um, I was a little afraid that something just was giving him happen. a haircut the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just it's like the one cool thing I have. I have no posters. I have nothing in my room, but I have a, a demonic fan. So, like, yeah, it, it makes up for it. There you go. At first, when you said demonic fan, I was looking in the comments, like, did someone, someone yeah. coming after Kevin? We did have, I thought, go, thought Gobier uh, was back. <laughs> we did, we did have some risque dating bots in, yeah. in the in the chat for a minute. That was, yeah, I think they, they followed Kevin here. You got some fans, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time I put out a tweet, like, the only time it ever goes viral is when those, like, sex bots come and retweet it. It's like three, <laughs> three followers, 51 following Russian I, mail order so, brides and stuff. So, uh, Lisa Ann was a, or uh, is a, yes. um, you know, you adult know films are. She still um, is. Yes. She, never, she never heard of her. Never heard of her. She <laughs> covered fantasy sports for a period. I don't know if she's doing it anymore. Um, and this was, you know, a few years ago. And she followed me, um, you know, on Twitter, you know, because she was covering fantasy sports. Um, and all of a sudden, in one day, I gained a thousand followers. Um, no and way. It was, all the yeah, all the porn it, bots. It was all bots. I lost <laughs> them like in within like a month. Like all of a sudden, I went from like three thousand to four thousand followers. And then, like within a month, I was back down to three thousand. I was like, "Well, that was odd." Um, so don't don't underestimate the power of the porn box. Every now and again, I'll look at I'll get a notification, and it's that some random account like that has gone and liked a tweet from like three months ago or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing better. <laughs> Degrom is going to be taking the hill actually, right when this show is wrapping up. So you guys should That's probably awesome. be prepared Perfect for transition. That, although. Although, I mean, it's against the Nationals. I don't know how much entertainment it'll really be. It's essentially another rehab start for DeGrom, yes. but it's actually televised. So He'll strike out 10 in four innings and walk away. Yeah. Yeah, someone said, I don't know if it was, was it on this panel or was it before that he'll give up four and runs? And no, yeah, somebody else. <laughs> yeah, no. well, yeah I mean, that that would, uh, I think Paul Spora made the joke that like somehow the Mets will uh, still score negative runs for him and he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll lose zero to negative two um uh, against the nationals uh but it uh i mean i'm just glad that he's back on the mound like i yeah. you know like there's definitely 
you know, some apprehension for, for, I mean, and I drafted him in a couple fantasy leagues. I'm like, you know, battle of podcast league. Uh, he, I've been waiting on him all year. Hopefully he can help, you know, push me up to take, uh, take over the lead of that league. But, um, it's just, I think baseball is a better sport when he's pitching. And so I'm just, yeah. I'm excited to watch it. I love when the best of the best are out there and I wish Absolutely. it was healthy. Like all this negativity I put out there, like if I, I'm not wishing injury on anyone, like, we know when substantive things are going on with players, like the teams report it. They are like uh, some teams try to cover it up, like the Mets when they're like, "Oh, we had four MRIs," and it's like that's not normal to have four MRIs. The first or second should have told you what you needed to know. But regardless, like I hope Degrom is one hundred percent. I don't believe it, but I would love to see it. And for those people who like you know were correct about fading him this year, you want him to be good the rest of the way. So that way people will fall right back into that same Mondesi trap and draft him in the first round next year. Um, Which is funny because like I tell people to fade guys like DeGrom, then I go and draft Mondesi because he was so well, cheap. That, and I was just like, yeah, he's going to be really cheap next year. Yeah. No, okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm officially off. the Like this is my one year. The one year I jump on and he tears his ACL. So yeah, Tatis will be that guy next year. Oh God! God no, no, Tat- I'm out. Tat- yeah, Tatis is going to come back in September, hit like seven yep. home runs, steal yep. four bases with a with a still separated top- shoulder, yep. and he'll be going yeah. in the top five again. Yeah, I'm getting Podpalooza PTSD here, thinking back to Alberto Mondesi because we were talking yeah. on the Podpalooza about disappointing hitters. Oh man, I drafted Mondesi in way too many leagues. I'm not falling for him again. Maybe if he's like yeah. in the 150 range, I'll but fall for him. But- yeah, if he's going in the the he might be post 200. Range, he might be post two hundred. Yeah. The question. I'm trying to think of my team does, right now. Where Sorry, does he on, play? Justin. I was gonna say where the question is where does Montesi play next year because he's a legit non tender candidate. Triple um, yeah, A. <laughs> so like, it, I mean, the Royals have been a you know top five team in stolen base attempts over the course of the last five six years. So like, if he's no longer in Kansas City, like how much does that change his value on top? Like, because he's probably not like where is he a full time player other than Kansas City? Oakland, yeah. Oakland, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. maybe Pittsburgh. Baltimore, probably. <laughs> Baltimore, yeah, I'm Mary. looking at a team LA I drafted Trader. right now. Yeah. Just like fun stuff. If anybody cares, I know nobody cares about teams you drafted, but the best feeling in the world is when knowing you know a team's dead in the water. Like this one, I have no chance. My uh, my start was Vlad, and I was bragging about how you can draft with Vlad and still win. That I drafted Story, Giolito, Rice Iglesias, Adalberto Mondesi, Jose Barrios. That was the follow. Like, I can't imagine a worse start to a team after your first round pick. Vlad's fine. Like, that's not an issue. And, you know, I landed McClanahan, but that doesn't even matter anymore. And it's beautiful to know I don't even have to set this lineup at at any point going forward. Oh, one of my main events, I I started with Giolito. I took Ozzy Albies in the second round. Um, Then I got Trevor Rogers and, or sorry, Rossiel Iglesias in the third and Trevor Rogers in the fourth. So that's been. A nightmare of a team. That's a seventeen hundred dollar yeah. main event team. Like that. Are you a... still playing that league, or have you kind of given Absolutely. up? Absolutely, no way. Yeah. I'm playing that Never shit surrender. out. Never. Yeah, surrender. like yeah. you know, am I am I going to win that league? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Scott Jenstad, who's also in that league and a buddy of mine, um, to win the overall. Uh, uh, you know, I hope he takes it, the entire you know thirty down. Um, but I'm not going to stop playing. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep grinding my way and hope, you know, maybe I can, you know, grind hard enough and, and get myself into third place and get my money back. But um, right now I'm in 14th place and it's not going well. 
Yeah. <laughs> Not looking great. Just trying to see if there's anything else that'll spill in here. Uh, the Jays traded Jeremy Beasley to the Pirates. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Beasley, uh, relief pitcher. Nothing. Nothing really to write home about. Uh, I'm still kind of surprised. Can we talk about the Rockies? Didn't make any moves. The only team in baseball with zero trades. The only like, team yeah. in baseball. Zero. Chad wow. Cool's a free agent. Rossiel Iglesias is a free agent. Carlos Estevez is and Alex Colomay is a free agent. They didn't move any of them. And they re-signed Daniel Bardo a long-term deal. Yeah, what the hell? $20 million, like, too. Oh, my God, dude. Like, uh, Rockies oh. better Rockies, baby. This is yeah. just a funny team. Like, you look at their starting lineup. It's like Jonathan Daza. And then, like, Randall Gritchick, Jose Iglesias, Elias Diaz. And then they start, like, Brian Servin regular. Like, I'm like, who are these guys? Like, I, I don't know who any of these players. I mean, I know Jose Iglesias, obviously. But they just, these aren't regular major league players. And they're trying to. What happened to the days of the Blake Street Bombers? Like, where, where are those guys at? Give me something to enjoy there in Colorado. My goodness, it's bad. And they wonder why no one wants to go play there. It's not just because of the altitude. <laughs> There's a lot to it. Like, I they guess... should just build their teams off just all power hitters. Like, why do they have these dinky, dunky guys? Like, like why didn't they trade for Vogelback? Yeah. Like, you guys go yeah. get Dan Vogelback. Just throw Darren Ruff. Play them both together at the same time. Who cares? Have about a fun defense? team. Yeah. Have a fun team. JD Make a slow Davis. pitch softball cares? team. Make a slow pitch yeah. softball team and bombs away. Even Brett Phillips found a home. Yeah, he's Brett in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Spot for That's a good spot for him, actually. My boy. Yeah, I was happy for Brett Phillips. I'm happy for him. I don't know if you guys saw that video he posted on the streets yeah. there in Florida, mm-hmm. but really nice to see him latch on. Just seems like a genuinely good dude. <laughs> he's like, a good and, dude. You know, you hope that uh, genuinely good dudes in baseball, because there's probably not really that many of them, um, <laughs> like do well. Like you just want them to stick around. Like he's an infectious, happy person who clearly just loves to play the game. And uh, so, so glad that he he landed somewhere after he got DFA'd. It was weird that he even got DFA'd for Jose. Yeah, Siri. right. Yeah. Like I mean, Jose Siri's like an interesting guy, but like he didn't like one seventy in the majors this year. Like, um, and like, he has like a forty, maybe a, th- a thirty grade hit tool. Like, like how is he any different than Brett Phillips? Like, I just I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, okay, going back to the Rockies for a second, not to command anything, but like Chris Bryant, how much do we think he plays the rest of the season? Because he's, I think he's done. done. He's done. Yeah. Yeah, he's done. He's done. He's done. Cut him. I forget yeah. what the injury was. It's his uh, plan, it's plan, 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 right, plantar yeah, fascia. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, which is like he's got one surgery. of those. Yeah, one of those things that just doesn't get better until yeah. you get off. Time the is the only remedy yeah. for that, and mm-hmm. he's not giving it time. So yeah. they just had a little baby. Go, go enjoy your kid. You stay off your foot. Is he? Is he like up among the guys who are the most disappointing? Because his yeah. ADP rise was after he signed hilarious. in Colorado was insane. Um, like, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I don't want to like you know toot my own horn or anything, like, but I was fading him from the yep. word go. Zero shares, um, zero shares. And like, I I understood like why his ADP rose going to Colorado, but like like it didn't make him any healthier as a player. And Colorado, like in general, like has a bad track record of keeping their guys healthy. I don't know if it's because of the thin air or whatever, um, but guys get hurt in Colorado at just an alarming rate. So, like, I don't know why, like, everybody got like so. Like, I saw him going like the second, third round of drafts. It was insane. Well, we saw what he did last year at the beginning of the year, like the first couple months of last season. He was like a first round kind of player. I traded him in my home league 
in the first month of last season for Vlad Guerrero, one for one. Nice. Before Vlad what? really, before Vlad, Vlad really How? had that breakout. Before he had that breakout, there was a time where you actually had Bryant ranked a little bit ahead. I have in my home league. Everybody looks at the rankings, and I don't know how oh, much man. you guys do that. Good old, good old home leagues. But you see, like, oh, he's the 743rd player for the year, or whatever. That's not what these guys were. But you'll see something like that. Like, uh, who's a good example? Jose Barrios. His, his ranking right now is probably still ridiculously low, and there'll be people who will just look at that, right? Not everybody's going to go through your fan tracks and your savant and pitcher list and wherever else and figure out, you know trends and things like that so jose barrios right now in yahoo standard 10 category leagues the 789th ranked player this season someone just looks at that they think this guy sucks you know but last month sub three era you know there's different levels of fantasy players some people are just you know check their lineups once or twice a week there's some people who are nuts like myself and probably like you guys who are on the waiver wire every night 12 o'clock or three o'clock depending on your time zone uh I don't know, man. There's just some people who don't pay enough attention, I don't think. And it's not a crazy high league fee, but some people will make a bit of money just because they pay a bit more attention. Yeah. I mean, then I think that honestly is more reflective. I know that in the industry as a whole, we're starting to pay more and more attention and talk more and more about like high stakes leagues. But the average player plays in one of those 10 team like points leagues. Like, you know, um, yeah, I mean, those are that's the most, and I want to say like seventy percent of leagues are made up of ten teams point league, point league, um, and so like yeah, I mean, if you're even just giving minimal, um, you know, minimal looks at what's going on in Major League Baseball, you can often have a you know competitive advantage over your competition, um, and if you know, there's nothing wrong with saying like that's the kind of games I want to play, right? Like, you know, if you don't have seventeen hundred dollars spent on a league, like don't spend seventeen hundred dollars on a league. Yeah like just go and clean up, you know, year after year in your home league. Uh, I, I mean, that's what I did until my home league kicked me out. Like, you know, just, I just cleaned up with them and, and then, you know, had to move on. But um, like, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Like take advantage of, you know, all the, you know, watch things like this, you know, four hour live stream during the trade deadline. You got that on in the background. You're going to soak up more knowledge than probably the majority of your team, uh, your leagues and your team combined. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you're not listening to me and you guys listening to the other panelists we got on, you'll probably learn a thing or two here. Are there any final thoughts? We're approaching uh, the time when we're all going to turn back into pumpkins. Any final thoughts here? We'll start with you, Bubba. Not really. Just kind of it was awesome seeing a guy like Juan Soto get traded. He's 23 years old, club control, knowing that they'll have Tatis and Machado and, and him for a while, plus that pitching staff is pretty awesome to see. I'm looking forward to the Padres-Dodgers matchups now for the rest of the season. We must see TV like it was last year. So that'd be great. Um, and we already mentioned the Rockies, the Cubs not doing what they should have done. Some teams just continue to be bad, and there's proof right there. Like there's the reasons why teams are bad. So uh, we'll see what happens. It was fun though. It was fun. Uh, the last couple of years, trade deadlines have actually been active for once. There was a time when baseball trade deadlines were nothing. So it was fun to uh, to have a little excitement back out there. Kev, what about you, man? Any any final thoughts here? Uh, pleasure having me on, Joe, uh, Casey, Bubba, Justin. Stephen Bagel, just all you guys. Uh, thanks for talking. Just been a pleasure. I mean, like I've been talking much baseball recently because obviously football is coming up, but trade deadline is always something I pay attention to. NBA, NFL, MLB doesn't matter. Uh, I'm very, you know, this is the best time of the year, and unfortunately, it has just passed. Uh, like all these guys, Whit Merrifield, Syndergaard, New Jersey is going to be fun. Hopefully, 
you know, as much as we give teams shit for maybe not making moves, we should give more credit to teams that do make moves, even if they don't win at all or whatever. Just at least they're trying. They're doing something. Maybe they didn't have the prospect pool to give up. Maybe they didn't have the timeline for a certain player, whatever it may be. But, yeah, no, I, I just love this time of year, and I'm really excited for the rest of the season. So uh, good luck to the rest of you in your fantasy baseball leagues, and, you know, pleasure talking to you all. John Gray out four to six weeks. Oh, oh, fuck. oh did I not? Wasn't that exactly what I said? That's what they just announced, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just nailed that, right? Yeah, Any t- oblique injury is always four to six weeks yep. and rule towards the six. So Yeah, so look uh, for no more John Gray for the rest of your fantasy. Yeah, so go ahead go ahead and just drop him from your fantasy team because best mm-hmm. case scenario, you're looking at the end of September. So, yes. um, and, and then he's likely to just come back as a reliever. Leave, yes. Yeah, reliever. Anyway, they have no reason so. to rush him back. No, nope, so it's been so much better recently. I know, I know, Bloom was really big on him heading into the second yep. half. But. He's going to be the most trendy, quote unquote, sleeper there is next year. Like he's going to be, yeah. every, you're all, all like, you know, for those of you playing those ten team point leagues and stuff like that, he's going to be the guy you're going to see in articles. Like this is the next, like you know, sleeper pitcher is John Gray. Like everybody, he was really good. He is really yeah. good. I feel like yeah. he did break out. So shout out. But to but he's going to be one of those guys that I think, like to Joe's credit, like is buried in some of those Yahoo or ESPN ranks um, yeah. because he's not going to have a full season under his belt. Uh, that you're going to be able to get at a discounted price. Uh, you know, m- you know, in more competitive leagues, people are going to know that John Gray is a guy to go target. But in you know your casual ten team point leagues, like he's going to be, he's going to be that guy. He's yeah. ranked two hundred and fifth right now in standard ten cat for Yahoo. Yeah, and he he's going to be a top hundred thirty pick yep. in like NFBC probably. So maybe even higher than that. Absolutely, so. Stephen. Any final thoughts from you, man? Yeah, um, I actually have a funny story. I was texting my buddy who I'm partners with in most of my fantasy leagues, and as I said, you know him and I were Phillies fans. So he texts me after. Passing tweets, so Field's got no cinder guard. I haven't seen what they give up yet. He goes, Oh, yeah, they gave up Mick. So in yes. my head, I'm like, Mick Abel. After they gave up Mick Abel for <laughs> no, for O'Donnell, no cinder guard. And then I was like, Oh, you serious? And he's like, Oh, my bad, Moniac. I can be the slight relief now. <laughs> that's good that's good and underrated you know that they got brandon marsh too like i know yeah. marsh has struggled yeah, like offensively but he's a fantastic defender um and like I, I mean he has power and speed yeah he definitely has to cut down on the strikeouts and you know make more contact but i love brandon marsh like i yeah i honestly like that part of you know the moves they made better than the Cindergard one um yeah, like I you know especially because he he's under team control until 2027 that's five you know five more seasons after this one um a potential you know guy who could end up being you know a very very good center fielder for that philly team and a team that really needed a center fielder to come play like i think that was you know the phillies like their their moves aren't going to wow anybody um at the end of the day but like i i really like what they did especially because with march they addressed the long term too yeah I do want to give all you guys a chance here to tell us where we can find all your stuff, your tweets, your podcasts, all of that good stuff. Let's start with you, Stephen. What do you got going on right now, man? So as you guys know, I am the NBA front office and salary cap expert for Sports Ethos. And, you know, because of my relationship with Joe, I started dabbling. I'm a very avid fantasy player. I do I do the three sport leagues of football, baseball, basketball. I do it all. Um but I started dabbling with writing fantasy baseball. So that's why I came out with my 22 page 
monster, as you said, it's more of a manifesto than an article, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a trade deadline primer where, you know, the front office kind of, it's different NBA to MLB because of the aspect of there's no salary cap in baseball. Yeah. But, you know, there's a luxury tax. It, it's similar type things. So, yeah, so be on the lookout. Maybe I'll do some more fancy baseball writing as I work with Joe. Be on the lookout for Bird Rights Pod where I post my NBA contents. And follow me on Twitter at Bird Rights Pod. That sounds great, man. Justin, what do you got going on over there at Fangraphs, man? I'm, I'm going to have to go follow uh, Steven because I, I play in a three-sport league and I know absolutely nothing about basketball. I'm the defending so. champ. I got yeah, you. Yeah, so um, I'm – uh, I'm in a dynasty and a redraft one, and uh, basketball kills me every year. Um, I actually traded away DeGrom and Jose Ramirez to get Devin Booker and um, some other basketball guy that I'm forgetting his name right now. So, um, you know, I, I need, need the basketball love. So I'll, I'll go come give you a follow, Stephen. Um, you can reach me on Twitter at Justin Mason, FWFB, or write daily at Fangrass on the Sleeper in the Bus podcast. And I believe we're going to jump on and do a live stream recording right now as soon as I get off of this. So, uh, if you follow me on Twitch or uh, or YouTube or Twitter, uh, usually we keep the uh, those in our uh, in our Patreon Discord of the live. But I'll, just because of the deadline, I'll, I'll I'll tweet it out for everybody. Um, and then uh, you can hear me on Sleeper on the Bus, TGFBI podcast, and Friends Fantasy Benefits podcast. That's fantastic. Let's hear from a couple of our Roto Ballers. Let's start with you, Kev. Uh, at Roto Surgeons, where you can find me on Twitter. Uh, we're talking fantasy baseball. I'm at fantasy football right now, but you know, I, I dabble in a little fantasy baseball as well with these last what nine weeks left. You know, I'll, I'll shoot some uh, takes out there here and there, but overall, we are shifting to fantasy football. I got my projections out, so make sure to check it out. I think it's like my pinned tweet right now, so uh, I might have my rankings and whatnot available soon, but definitely over there. Uh, Roto Ballers, where my writing is at. I haven't been writing as much, but hopefully, in season, we get some more waiver and. You know, when things pick up, we're still kind of dealing with the early parts of news teams just put pads on. So we're getting there. We're picking up with uh, the fantasy football season. I'm excited for it to go. But uh, yeah. You just dropped a podcast too, right? Just recently? Yesterday or today? Yeah, I just dropped. Uh, yeah, the Operating Room Pod, episode 94 with Ray GQ. Talking upside running backs last week with upside wide receivers. We got, you know, the pod's going weekly every Monday or Tuesday, just depending on when I can get my guests to come on. So Ray's a podcast. good dude. Yeah, raise raise the goat. Yeah, he's he's an awesome guy. Let's hear from you, Bubba. It was good to see you again, man. What do you got just going me. on? Um, just the usual on Twitter at BDN Trick, uh, Bench with Bubba podcast a couple times a week. That's the one go-to if you have to pick one thing. Uh, quick hits uh, for DFS. Got written content at Rotoballer, Fantasy Pros, Fantrax, Baseball HQ. So just uh, check me out on the Twitter there, and you'll get all the good stuff that you need to find. Guys, this has been this has been a lot of fun. I'm feeling kind of tired now. Four hours straight. I've never done something quite this long. Usually, my shows are four hours. Bah. Yeah, Mason's thinking, get out bah, of here. Man. Four hour live stream. <laughs> Honestly, my shows every day are not done live. I do them on my own time, and if I screw up, I go back and redo it. But here, it's just you know, you're thrown into the fire. So yep. it was a lot of fun. I know I probably stumbled a few times, but. Hope that you guys were all able to enjoy the show going back from when we started here. Thank you to everybody. I'm going to send out a tweet with everybody in it, just thanking everybody because it's too too quick to actually do it here on the show. But with the final panel here, I can give you guys your due. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to appear on the show. Everybody here really appreciates it. So thank you guys. No problem at all. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I wasn't doing me, shit anyways. <laughs> yeah. He had to spend time with his wife. So you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> She was you hoping guys... I was getting traded at the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that available. tweet. 
I saw that tweet. She was chewing you out right there. That was good. These shows are going to be available as podcasts as well at the Fantasy MLB Today show. Go ahead and follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you guys want to have it on in the background and not actually look at our mugs, then you can just listen while you go about your day. But you already listened here. But if you want to go and listen back, I know sometimes I'll go and listen back to stuff. Go ahead, check it out. Subscribe, like, download. Follow everybody that we saw here on Twitter. And we will see you again next time. Cheers, everybody.